Look, it, it wasn't a red wave and certainly not a red tsunami, but it's going to be, by all indications, our victory. And with a number of uh, kind of local red waves, like in uh, Florida and, and in uh, some parts of New York where we took seats that we didn't expect, including from the currently cha- current chairman of the Democratic House uh, Elections Committee. <laughs> we knocked him off. Uh, so Maloney uh, in, uh, in New York. So... So, uh, and we took all the Long Island seats, and, uh, and the victory in Florida was just un- incredible. We've never had, we turned Florida completely red. And Ohio, we had a fantastic Senate victory. We had some setbacks too, but uh, by all the indications, we are on track, God willing, to take the House of Representatives. That's a virtual certainty, and, uh, and, and probably the Senate too, if everything goes according to what's happening. So what will this uh, mean then for the next two years of the Biden administration, total deadlock? Well, that's going to be really dependent on the, on the president. Uh, If he's willing to be flexible, we can probably cooperate with him. And we've shown that we've been willing to do that. We're not interested in creating deadlock. We are interested in stopping these radical progressive uh, democratic uh, policies, which have ruined the economy, increased crime, and opened our border. So so that we want to stop. And in addition, there's something else that will happen in these two years, and that's for the first time there'll be proper congressional oversight of what this administration is doing and investigations into their past conduct, like Hunter Biden and the connections with China and uh, Afghanistan and uh, the uh, militarization, weaponization of the FBI and DOJ and against parents and so on. So this is... Uh, this is the kind of thing that will happen in the next two years, and that's something that we owe the American public. And how do you think, if at all, these uh, results will impact on the probability of Donald Trump uh, announcing uh, um, another crack at the presidency uh, uh, probably next week or week after? Well, I don't know. I, I hope it's not going to be next week. I think uh, there are, a lot of us are trying to persuade him to post, uh, postpone any announcement he may make until after the Georgia runoff. Uh, you know, his statements in 2020 in connection with the runoff at that time uh, caused us uh, some significant damage. So I hope they, uh, the idea is that we're all going to be focused on 2022. We'll put 2024 in the, in on the back burner for now as we uh, focus on uh, completing our control of the Senate. And that that's really the highest priority. And I have the highest respect for Donald Trump, and I'm a supporter of his, and I uh, think he was a major, major positive influence on the reconfiguration of our party and also American politics in general. Uh, but uh, you know, he, his candidacy at this particular time is, 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 some, is something for discussion because he, he, he is, as an individual, as a person, as a personality, <clears throat> excuse me, causes a lot of uh, pushback from the from from the public, not just Democrats, but also independents and to some extent Republicans. So we have to think about that as we look to 24. But right now, our eyes are all on 22. Reading between the lines, are you um, implying, indicating, hinting that uh, Ron DeSantis, for instance, might be a more appropriate candidate, a candidate that can win uh, more of the mainstream uh, middle ground? Like, like I say, our focus is on 22, not 24. But DeSantis and Marco Rubio, what they did in Florida with the backing of President Trump, was uh, nothing short of miraculous. And they're, they're, what they did in Florida is, in my, in my mind, a blueprint 
for what the Republican Party ought to be doing as we look forward to uh, 24. In terms of the, the public in the United States is angry. They don't like the way this the country is going. But they want a Republican response that shows that we're not just talking, but that we have real answers. De, DeSantis and, and how he handled the hurricane and the coronavirus and the, uh, the woke uh, invasion of the public schools. This was a model for the nation. This is a model for us as a party. And, and I'm I'm really delighted that that, that he uh, succeeded. And Trump, I, th- I know Donald Trump is too. He voted for him. And do you think there will be any impact on um, I- Israel and U.S.-Israel uh, relations yes. following these midterms? Yes, there already, yes, there already is. Uh, an emboldened Biden administration, I think they may be, mis- I think they're mistaken in taking any real consolation from this, from the results of the election, but they... They uh, they think that they've got an upper hand now, or their position has improved, and that's bad for Israel because that means that they're going to start and continue to put pressure on the incoming government here to do things like you know uh, ex- uh, avoid making a coalition with certain members of the of uh, victorious members of the right wing coalition, and and also on uh, on our foreign policy as it respects Ukraine, as it, as it respects uh, Iran. And so on. The Americans should just stay the hell out of Israeli politics, focus on fixing their own problems. They got enough of them. And the Biden administration is the cause of them. They ought to be fixing them, not interfering with it, with the discretion of our of our new incoming government and, you know, and, and interfering with us as a sovereign state. Do you think the Republicans in the House will now be in a position to block any attempts to renew the Iran nuclear deal? Well, the House doesn't vote on that. As you know, I mean, they have the power of the purse, and if, they, if, if invo- renewing that deal involves appropriations from Congress, they may have something to say about it. But the Senate has a lot to say about it, and if we if we have uh, if we succeed in taking the Senate, as I certainly hope we do, God willing, uh, we'll be able to uh, put some brakes on that. But as we saw in 2015, the, uh, the Obama administration, which is basically kind of carrying on now didn't have any problem in lying to Congress about that deal and and uh, and defrauding uh, members of the Congress so that the deal could be passed. I'm just quoting Ben Rhodes. And, uh, and, and, and that could happen again. But I think we've learned our lesson. We'll be on the watch out for any tactics of that sort.